Hello and welcome to the Will to Win podcast. This is Alex Muir, helping millennial professionals reach peak mental and physical performance. In today's episode of our special guest series, we have the CEO and founder of Innovate Tech Charlotte, Paul Day. Paul Day is a US, uh, previous uh, US Air Force military veteran that holds a top secret government clearance with multiple degrees in computer science, cybersecurity, and investigations. Paul also has multiple certifications in blockchain, AI, in IOT and works with governments, corporations, and schools. Paul has, has done cybersecurity and ethical hacking for the top Fortune 500 companies in the world and is now the CEO founder of a nonprofit called Innovate Tech Charlotte. Innovate Tech Charlotte is the most innovative STEM education program in the world, teaching emerging technologies to high school students while helping students get employed after high school without the need for a college degree in computer science. Innovate Tech Charlotte is like college, except without leaving students in 30 years of debt. Paul is a technology visionary and speaker who is considered one of the greatest technology communicators in the world, professing that his purpose is to serve humanity. Paul is currently working on his book called Seven Technology Success Secrets for All Ages. Paul also has a for-profit private business helping companies and government on AI, IoT, and blockchain. Paul's warm smile, obsession for technology, and his passion for greatness makes him unforgettable, amazing, and unique. Please welcome Paul Day. And this episode is brought to you by RadioGuestList.com, the number one free radio guest podcast and talk show guest expert interview booking service on the internet. Today on the Will to Win podcast, I'm super happy that you reached out to me because technology, as you know, is a, is a really big um, thing going on right now. Their technology is changing at a rapid pace. And especially since I saw that you help students coming out of high school transition into the workforce this way, utilizing technology and building up those skills um, to be more valuable in the mark to the marketplace. That is, that is incredible. And I, I've, I'm, I'm very intrigued by what you, what you might have to say about that. Um, and I also noticed that you're also a previous, you served as a, a U.S. Air Force uh, military veteran. That's as correct. Well. That's correct. Yeah. And, and uh, how long ago was that? So um, that was in the uh, early two thousands. Um, I went into the Air Force um, and while I was with the Air Force, did a lot of cool things. Um, a lot of three-letter agencies and um, worked with some generals as well. So um, had had a had a had a great time. Um, we did some flying missions overseas as well. So it was great. Wow, that's incredible. And where did you go uh, when you were overseas? Um, some of the, some of the places that we uh, went to and some of the missions um, we did, I can't uh, speak about, but. Um, it was oh yeah, yeah. It was, no, it was, all it was, confidential. Uh, some sure. some places were in the desert, and um, because not even my wife knows about uh, the place we're yeah. in, and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. when we're leaving or when we are coming back as well. So, but I had a I had a gotcha, great time gotcha. in the military. Met some some cool and awesome people, and I met my wife in the military too. Really, that's incredible. Awesome. That's yeah. really cool. And uh, how long have you and your wife been married for? Me and my wife, we've been married for 10 years this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yep. Thank that's you. Awesome. Thank you. And that's, that's so cool that you guys met, met in the same you know, line of work, too. That's, that's, uh, 
That's really yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and right after, really um, cool. if you don't mind me going into this, i um, tell you a little bit more about. My no, story. for sure. So, yeah. Uh, right after the Air Force, I got into technology more and, and realized that I had a gift for technology and I was able to learn it at a, a rapid rate and I was able to learn technology really fast. So I actually started doing more cybersecurity and it started getting um, certifications. I became an ethical hacker for Fortune 500 companies. And then I got into something called blockchain. And then I started getting into um, Internet of Things and artificial intelligence. Um, and, and those things changed my life, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm considered one of the, the leading um, technology communicators in the world. Um, I, you know, um, so this is a, a way of life for me. I'm, I'm obsessed with technology. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm I feel I feel you on that one. I'm I'm very obsessed with technology as well. Um, it's just it, it. There's so many different ways it can improve our lives, right? And based on what I was reading and what you've told me on these all these different types of technology that can help improve the world and improve people's mm-hmm. skill set, it can be you know it can really make a lot of change very rapidly in some right, cases, right. right? Yeah, yeah, and. Especially, I want to talk about the um, STEM, high school STEM at Innovate mm-hmm. Tech Charlotte. What, what does that STEM st- uh, start, start with? The, or what is that STEM yes. program again? Um, so, so first of all, let me uh, explain what STEM is. STEM is um, science, technology, engineering, and math. And that's for you know, your viewers that may not know uh, what STEM is. Um, and on top of that, we got started in 2017 when Amazon was looking for a second headquarters and they came to Charlotte, North Carolina, and they decided not to be here. And that was because they said we didn't have the technology talent. Um, So I wanted to change that. And now with our program, what we're doing, we have, a, 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 a nonprofit after school program, a STEM program for high school students. And with that high school program, we're doing something special that no one else in the world is doing. And we expect that this will be the future of learning um, through all schools. We're, we're giving, we're, we're helping them earn certifications in what's called these emerging technologies and we're helping them get internships with some of these large companies. So after they don't have to go directly into college, um, we believe that the future of technology is not just going to college, but in the future students won't go into college for technology. They'll go straight into their career fields like what we're doing. And we're not telling them not to go to college, but we're saying, Let's be a little bit uh, smarter about it and get a job with some of these large companies that we have here, and then they will pay for your college if you want to go to college. And the way, yeah, that, that's yeah. I'll go the ahead. The way we yep. look at our program from the top down is like a college, except without twenty-five to thirty years of debt, because twenty-five to thirty years of debt is. Is serious. We don't want our students to start their lives off in debt. 
No, no, for sure. Like, and when you're, when you're carrying that amount of debt come out of university, because from what I've heard, a lot of students are coming out of university between anywhere between 50 and a hundred thousand or more in debt to try and get these professional designations or certifications or degrees, like you said. And that is just, you're starting off, you're starting off your career or your life after college in the whole. And, you know, during that time after college, you might, you know, you might get married, have kids fairly early. And that's just putting you in a very vulnerable position. And then if we have a crisis like we have now with the COVID-19, you know, and people are, people are, you know, having a family, starting a family and they're, and they're in all this debt, it just makes things a lot tougher and a lot more stress. It can be, you know, you can get through it, but it just, it just puts you in a lot more tougher position. And if there's ways to counteract that with, you know, with, with different education and a different route, then I, yeah, that, that's, that, that would be incredible for, for people, especially, especially the younger generation. Cause I know there's a lot of talent out there and you have a, this is an excellent um, catalyst for, for their student, these students potential. Um, and, and like I said, this is, we're the first one in the world to do anything like this. And I have people in even uh, universities, you know, calling me and emailing me from East India, China, um, Africa recently, trying to figure out how we can get our program over there, which is a little bit tougher because of the time difference. So that's one thing we're trying that's to do right. right now. Yeah, yeah. Because this, as soon as you reached out to me, I was like, this is, this is so unique. And this is something I've, you know, I've, I've, I've never... Um, like the way uh, when I was looking at your website and the company, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that movie um, for that for that coder. He or he has a p- computer science background for the military as well. Um, it's a it's a it's a famous guy. I, I forget the movie, but it'll come back to me later. I think, okay. but um, yeah, and he and he yeah he did he, yeah yeah I forget the name, but he had a background in computer science and, and uh, like went into the military and did like, you know, heavy duty computer coding and stuff. And it was like a rigorous program. I think it was in Virginia or something like that um, for the CIA. And, but like a lot of the same stuff you're talking about. So that's kind of how I was able to put the pieces together with the type of education that you need. Cause this is very laser focused uh, technology education was what you're providing. Right. And, um, yeah. And yeah, you're like, you're totally right. This is, this is the future. And, um, that's why I was like, so happy to have you on because yeah, like where did, where, so this is where you think things are going eh? is like the cryptocurrency, yep. um, the, yeah, all, all this kind of stuff. And what was the other so, stuff? Uh, first, uh, yeah. is blockchain, artificial intelligence, blockchain, internet yeah. of things. Um, we also do some leadership training as well. Um, and we talk to them about uh, quantum computing. Um, we don't give them certs in quantum computing, but we just we talk to them about the future of quantum computing, um, how that will be the future as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like so that's so it's saying here that it's new computers that can help figure out difficult medical and economic problems. That's right. So it can help with that. That's very interesting. And then like helping with uh, like and yep. hunger. How could a computer help end hunger? Like what kind of, what kind of data needs to be um, documented to, to like track, you know, what, what countries might need more food than others and stuff like that? Like how does that so all work? First, um, 
quantum quantum computers, the the way they actually work, and there's only but a few in the world, and they don't have them at a at a level where this is possible yet, but they do have them. But quantum computers, and and I'll give you an example. In our world, for a computer, it's either on or off. It's either black or white. It's either one or zeros. What a quantum computer does, if you look at on or off, it's saying like it can do both on or off. So, or if you say let's let's look at possibilities in terms of um, or probability in terms of a coin. If you flip a coin, you can say well it's going to be heads or tails. But quantum computing says no, it's heads and tails at the same time. So it uses a mathematical formula that is beyond what a normal computer can do. Um, it's, it uses computing power that a normal computer just can't get to. And through that, there are formulas for diseases, formulas for medicine that we can't figure out because we don't have the computing power. And with a quantum computer saying it could be this or that and then figuring out how it works together, that's how a quantum computer can figure out, you know, medicine and help people um, and hunger and everything else. And even come up with new wow. uh, yeah. ways. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really incredible. Yeah. So it's giving you all the options versus just being restricted to a few options with regular computing. Yes, that's, that's correct. Because uh, like I said, a, a regular computer only but can compute so much before it says, all right, I just can't do it. Um, and, and, Right. Just a quick example. Right. One one problem that a quantum computer can figure out, it would take a what's called classical or a computer now a billion years to figure out. Just to give you an example. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. That's incredible. And the Internet of Things, the way I see that, is that kind of like Bluetooth, all Bluetooth connected devices, or is that or is that, or is it something larger scale? So than that? no, no, you're 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 right on point. Um, it's like it's like Alexa or um, or or yeah. Google, you know, uh, Google Home, um, and it's just connected to. So that device, it's just devices connected to each other. So it's it's your your lights connected to your refrigerator, your refrigerator connected to yeah. your garage, and you're able to control that with either a word or an app or you know, push up a button. So they're all connected. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're saying, I don't know if you follow Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk at all or some of his stuff, but <laughs> yeah. every, every now and again, <laughs> I, I uh, listen to his stuff or, or read his stuff. And uh, one thing that he did talk about that I found very interesting was the future of um, tech as far as like, you know, selling products and, and such um, in the internet of things space. He said, our voice, uh, voice-controlled and activated technology is going to be a big thing um, in the future. And uh, I can already see it as far as education goes. Like, I love podcasting and I love learning from podcasts and learning from um, audiobooks. I like audiobooks. Um, I don't know if you – yeah. And it's just – it's such a different way to learn. And you can still get your, your bang for your buck for, you know, for still – you can still take notes and stuff as you're yep. listening, yep. right? So it's a win-win. So the biggest thing that I've noticed with myself is over, I'd say, the last five years, I've just noticed a, a, a change in how I want to learn. Like, I'm like, well, why would I want to spend all this? I mean, I get that reading, you know, paper is really important. It is really important. And I'll never stop reading uh, paperback books. But 
I've just noticed um, I'm just so much more drawn to audio format and then writing, kind of writing notes and jotting notes as I go. Uh, I don't know. Have you noticed that trend with you, with your students as well or other, uh, you know, coworkers, um, colleagues? So I'll tell you this in my, in my vehicle, I don't listen to the radio. All I listen to is audio books. Um, just yeah, because yeah. I have to learn things at a high level and I have to take in a lot of information and I just don't have the time in a day to keep reading, you know, a physical book or paperback book. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's especially podcasts that, that is the, that's the, this is the future. Like it died out years ago, yeah. but it's coming back because people are driving more and people want to, yep. to listen more to podcasts and get educated. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's, um, yeah, it's like, it's almost like it's had a little revival cause it was, it, it really only started podcasting only really got, you know, popular in like, what it was it like 2010 or 2012. It was pretty late. They've been pretty late to the game, but it is definitely taking over radio. Like I never listen to radio as well. It's only, it's always audiobooks or podcasts every and time. The thing I don't like about um, radio is the, all the commercials and they get all loud and this is like, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm, the way I'm seeing things, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I'm seeing things nowadays is, you know, let's say over the next five to 10 years, there's going to be, there's going to still be the same amount of advertising, but we get to choose how we're advertised to because of what we're listening to. Cause everyone is nowadays, everyone's specialized in something. And because we're specialized in something, we're trying to specialize our education and that's something. So so the way we're fed advertising and information and products, but it's, it's going to be curated advertising, curated products for exactly what you want. Not for all this other stuff that you, you're like, what? Like, I'm not, I don't want to talk about a couch, getting a couch or a, (laughs) or a bed when I'm, when I'm thinking about fitness or when I'm thinking about education, right. I want to be fed ads and thinking about not what I don't want. Right. So I feel like the times are, dwindling you know dwindling over of the times when we were we were fed ads that just were uh, irrelevant and not related to what we're looking for nowadays and then in the future i believe that it's everything's going to be very specialized and curated to exactly what we're looking for right and i agree with that um that's part of blockchain where blockchain is saying that the power belongs to the people and part of that, the power belongs to the people, is that everything will be specialized. Everything will be broken down for that particular person and their needs, where people will, in the future, have the power to say, you know, I, I don't want this information. This is what I want to see more and more. Um, and as, mm-hmm. as advertisers get smarter, you're absolutely correct. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And another, another thing, too, is uh, the mobile... Um everyone's on their mobile. So mm-hmm. another thing, one of my friends from work, he, he really loves technology as well. So we're always talking about, you know, different trends and such. And a lot of, um, I'm noticing that laptops are getting more and more expensive, but people are buying them less, less. Mm-hmm. So they're in less demand, but the price is going up for laptops. These are just regular laptops. We're not even talking Apple or, or anything high end. Um, and people are actually getting tablets and getting, the keyboards and the mouses to connect Bluetooth, you know, wirelessly to small tablets. I have a, um, my girlfriend got me a um, Amazon Kindle and 
it's a yeah fire amazon fire eight and i've been using that yeah anytime i'm at the coffee shop and stuff you know back when we could go to the coffee shop uh, the last <laughs> little while ago um and using that with a logic tech uh, you know wireless keyboard and then the wire the logic tech mouse and just because i don't want to haul around my laptop right i want everything mobile and easy ease of access so that's that's another thing that i find really interesting too is like people don't you know like if they don't they don't want to spend all that extra money on a laptop if they're going to be, you know, predominantly mobile and they need that flexibility. So, and I'll, I'll tell you about um, since you know you you really like uh, technology. One of the things um, that I talk about a little bit more now, which is a new emerging technology, is called human augmentation. And I'll say that again: it's called human augmentation. And there's a physical part of it, and there's a cognitive or mental part of human augmentation and with the cognitive part it's um it's like uh the uh tesla uh what's his name uh the the uh, oh elon musk yes i couldn't remember his name elon musk um he has um some some neurons um that he can kind of plug into your head without it being an invasive surgery invasive surgery and you can control things through your thoughts. So that's the future. And cell phones and tablets and computers will be eliminated in the future because it will be all through your eyes and thoughts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know what? It, it, it's bringing me back to the way things are going and what's going to happen in the future. It's bringing me back to that movie, the Minority Report with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Yeah. You ever see that? Yeah. That <laughs> when he, when he's got he's got the gloves on and he's like making like holograms and stuff, right? And right. blueprints and and then he's and then he's got the glasses on. And then when he goes shopping, um, or he, when he's in the mall, it literally gives a you know a retina eye scanner, scans everyone that's coming into the shopping mall, and then they just see everything digitally. That's where I feel like things could possibly be going, and like and shopping malls, for instance, right? Yeah. Like where, where do you, where do you see the future of like, you know, buying groceries or Ooh, going into the mall? Yeah. Um, so there, there's another newer technology, um, emerging tech called autonomous things. And through autonomous things, they have autonomous shops and such as Amazon go is, um, one of them. Um, and there's there's a few of them other there's a few other ones out there, but you don't have to have um, a you don't have to have any type of payments. You don't have to do a payment right at their cash register. So it's cash register list, and all you do is pick up what you want and you leave with it, um, which is amazing. And for the record, um, I, I consider myself a visionary in this field of technology. Shopping malls will be changed in the future. In the future, shopping malls will be for just entertainment purposes only um, in yeah. terms of yeah. clubs or stuff like that. But in the future, people won't go to shopping malls to shop. They'll call it something else, but it'll be big places where people can get together and do some some cool stuff and have fun. Yeah, yeah. More like, um, like you said, yeah, entertainment and social gathering than yep. anything else. Yeah, yep. because like laser tag or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because people, what I'm seeing is like, it, it, like economically to me, it just doesn't make sense nowadays. Like 
uh, with the, like people don't have the buying power that they used to. People are not making the same amount of money that they used to, but we're, yeah, the po- I was listening to a podcast yesterday and he says, people are, um, we're learning faster than ever, but our, our buying power and our financial power is the least right. amount than ever. Right. So because of technology, yeah, we're learning faster. We're, you know, things are on a very fast paced, mm-hmm. um, but they're also saying businesses are not lasting. Uh, it's not like this, like when you know, old, older businesses, when they're lasting 50 to hundred or 150 years, yep. it's like they said, it's going down further and further and further. And the average life expectancy of a, of a thriving business today is 18 years. And yep. to me, that still seems, you know, it's a decent amount of time, but it doesn't seem, you know, it's, it's that, like going from 45 years down to an average lifespan of 18, that, that's not a long time. That means technology is changing the game forever. Right. And, and let me say this. To you. Um, this is a statement, my own personal statement that um, I, I say to companies when I when I do speaking engagements, I always tell them and, I, you know, I speak to larger companies um, and I always tell them that this is the day and age of information. And in this day mm-hmm. of information, we have what's called the digital revolution. And with this digital revolution, whoever can control information will control or leverage that information to control or lead the masses. We have examples saying that if you do not innovate, if you do not digitally transform your company, your people, and the pe- your, your clients, you won't have a business because we know what happened to Blockbuster. We know what happened to uh, the taxi service. We know about Airbnb. So we know about these companies and these younger folks that understood the wave and innovation, and they took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Because I, I, for myself, I want to be on this upward wave. I want to ride this wave of technology, right? Utilize the different mediums. Um, My favorite my favorite ways of kind of getting my message out there is podcasting. Cause I get to interact with people like yourself. Mm-hmm. It gets me really amped up and energetic about the future because there's a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. And, you know, I want to, I want to know kind of what's emerging and what's, what's happening next because, you know, I'm still young and I've got a lot to learn, but I know, I know I'm onto something with this, with this podcasting and oh, just testing. And you got to experiment nowadays with different tech because yep. it could be gone tomorrow. Right. Yeah, and I would have rather taken that those steps to try it, you know, a certain medium or platform. Right. And then, you know, cause you just never know when it could surge forward and you could gain a lot of, um, notoriety, you know, digital notoriety and, and be able, like you said, to be able, be able to build your own tribe, right. Yep. Of yep. followers and, and then lead them to, and then all together as a, as a tribe go towards that common goal, right. Whatever that, whatever that, um, goal is for, you know, um, for what people are looking to do, but, and I believe in being intentional about it. Um, there's, there's so mm-hmm. many older companies that for so long, you know, they, they've been saying, Hey, we have our clients, you know, we don't really care about, you know, social media. We don't care about podcasts. We don't care about all these newer platforms or how we can help our business digitally. But now, it's either they're going to have to go out of business, which, I mean, if you're trying to do it now and you're a larger company, you're going to be hurting. Um, or, yeah. you know, you're going to have to try to figure it out. So 
it's, you know, there's no way around it now. Yeah, no, there isn't like in some way, shape or form, you have to get, get it, get out there. And it can't, it can't just be, um, like, you know, it can't just be email marketing and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, that, that still works, but I just feel like you need to vary the, the mediums and the platforms that you use way more today to be able to really gain any kind of traction because people are, um, like, cause I've been in sales the last six years and I've even noticed a huge uh, difference in how people are responding to, um, you know, either solicitations or just, you know, presentations People all want to know. Uh, I'm noticing they don't want to spend as much time on the phone. Yep. They still want to hear from you, but they would rather have curated information in presentation format, yep. um, you know, via email, so they can they can look at it and make sure it's you know what they're looking for. And then we we still we we build off that relationship that way. Right. So we have to we have to give something to get a response back. You can't you can't just yep. make the calls continuously ex- expecting to get the same result. It doesn't work like that anymore. People need, they need that something, that curated information that's going to help them. And if you don't give them something of substance that's related to what they, what their company or their team needs, then they're, yeah, you're just not going to get that, uh, that feedback. Uh, And I'll give you a prediction really quick. Um, And I'm going to give this to you. uh, And I haven't really given this to anybody else. But my prediction is that through this pandemic, this is actually not the worst part of the pandemic. And I'm not talking about actually the pandemic. I'm talking about what's happening in terms of people getting laid off and people um, not not being able to digitally transform or come come into the, the times. What's actually going to be the worst part is after this is over, because business will not be the same. Corporate America will not be the same. These large fortune mm-hmm. 1,000s, 500s, 100s will not be the same. And they're too top heavy. And most of those people, unfortunately, will have to get cut and laid off even more. Um, which mm-hmm. These companies are going to try to go more digital now. It's, I mean, through AI automation, they're going to automate things. It's, the world is about to change, but people think, that everything's going to go back to normal, but I'm telling you here no. today that it's not, everything's going to change it, forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, I, I feel now more than ever, like, even though, yeah, I, I got, I'm someone to get laid off like a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, mid March. And, but that's why I've been wanting to, you know, I've still been getting up early and everything, just like I was going to work because I'm like, I need to learn. I need to use this time to reeducate myself, redirect it's like a pivot. I'm kind of trying to, you know, during this crisis, I'm using this time to make, kind of make a, uh, you know, possibly a career pivot because I'm like podcasting to me, there is ways to make it a full-time career. I can, I know people like I listen to Tim Ferriss, this podcast, and then the Paul, uh, John Lee Dumas on entrepreneurs on fire. They both interview people like, uh, I'd say twice a week. They do two interviews a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. But you can make a career out of that. And the way you make a career out of it is the, you, you build your following, you build your audience, and then the advertisers come to you because they want to get, get airtime, right? And if, you, and if you've got someone's time and attention for like two hours, right? A lot of these podcasts are anywhere between, let's say, 15 minutes and two hours. That's a lot of time to get in 
you know, whatever, a 10 or 15 to 30 second ad space. So that's how people can make a career out of utilizing technology. Podcasting is just one example, but I love podcasting and I love YouTube. And those are the two things, platforms that I really want to learn inside and out. Um, and then again, if things change and they're, and they're gone all of a sudden, then I'll, I'll do another pivot and I'll try something else. But I know that as long as I keep utilizing technology and learning all about all the different um, types of technology that are at our disposal, I know I'm going to be onto something. Because like yourself, my dream is to um, build something online, mm-hmm. um, build my business online, entirely online. So it's, it's, it's automated yep. I, because my whole focus is on building this system that's entirely automated and online. So I can, I can reach a time in my life, whatever that is, when I'm like, you know what, I, I don't want to work as much or I just want to cut down my hours. You know, I'll always work. I'll never retire. But I always want to you know, have that flexibility that, you know what, I don't want to take the week off. You know, because I've been building this system continuously, let's say for the last seven to 10 years, that's what I want to, that's what I want to build, um, is that, that automated system. And that's really what business is. It's creating a system that runs, you know, creating, learning how to create a system that runs itself. Right. That's right. Uh, there is a book, um, and it's all about systems, uh, the E-Myth. Yeah. That's what it's called. The E-Myth. Yeah. Um, and and I just love the E-Myth and, and how, they, they break down that um, McDonald's is one of the, the greatest systems ever because the way they built it, they don't make the best burgers in the world. And we all know that they don't have the best yeah. fries in yeah, the world, yeah. but it's their systems that they have. Yeah. That it's just, they're just airtight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I find fascinating about business. Like when I've talked to people, you know, the way my dad explained it to me from the books, that he read and the people that he's encountered is, uh, he's like, Alex, you need to be good at, uh, you know, two things, um, in life, you know, to be really, really successful. And he's like, you gotta be good at managing people, managing money or a combination of both. Mm-hmm. But nowadays I'm like, nowadays the way I see it is it's kind of the same philosophy, but it's like, you need to be good at managing people, managing money, but also managing a system or building a system. Yep. Project management. Um, That's what that is. Yep. Project management. Yeah. And, and resources. Yep. Exactly. And that's kind of where I'm trying to go down that path is like, I know I'm really good at interacting with people. And I have this fascination with learning about people and and how they, you know, how they live and how they, you know, build a successful life for themselves. Um, But I know, uh, by learning about how to build my own system to, to allow those people in right and interact with those people, you know, that's a way for me to build my my own uh, business is kind of, um, you know, like through my, my marketing message and my, my message to people is, you know, helping on, uh, helping millennial professionals reach peak mental and physical performance. That was just kind of, I was trying to figure out what my tagline would yeah, be. That's great. And, and I just came up with it. Like it was literally within the last, you know, in the last year. And I'm just trying to reiterate that message over and over again in my YouTube, on my YouTube channel and then on the podcast. Right. Cause that's, that's why I want to have all my guests. Cause I want to help the younger generation. Right you know, people my age, a little bit older and a little bit younger, um, like kind of like how you're doing is like, we need to, we, some people don't have the parents, they don't have a mom or dad telling them these things and be like, Hey, this is, this is the next wave. This is the next thing that's going to happen. And if you, if you test it out, if you try it, you could become very successful. That's right. Um, so it's like, you want to, I'm trying to mentally prepare physically and mentally prepare the next generation for, you know, for their health and for building their wealth. Um, 
psychologically or psychology, psychology and physiology. And that's kind of what my, what my message is, is to really, um, you know, help people that way. Like education, education, education. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we know that if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So it actually does start with health. Um, it does <laughs> because I mean, if you're not if you're not healthy, you can't do anything. You you know, so you, you can't help anyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very important. Health is very important. Yeah, yeah, and like, and I know a lot of business people that are they're very successful, but they they let their health take a back seat, right. and now they're suffering majorly because of it. And I and I just I'm just someone like I can't do that. If yep. if my if my health suffers first, I am no use to my business or my or my tribe or my. Right. Uh, clients and that's part of being a leader in order for me yeah exactly it's like you gotta you gotta know kind of those those personal flaws like for myself i just know i'm ineffective when i'm not healthy so i always put my health at the forefront and because i'm healthy because i'm got that energy that's how i can best serve my clients and my future tribe is having that energy and that enthusiasm and that uh that uh that zest for life and then that all stems from living a healthy lifestyle as best you can and i'm glad you said that because when i wake up which some of your your viewers may think i'm crazy but i don't listen i don't watch the tv i don't watch tv um yeah especially when i first wake up because when you wake up your brain is still in that sleep state so Anything you see or take in at that time, it actually has an imprint on you even, you know, heavier. So the first thing I do when I wake up is, you know, I'll drink my water with, with lemon in it. Then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come work out. I have a, a, a kettlebell at home. So I do a, a kettlebell nice. workout. And then I'll meditate and pray because meditation, I'm about vibrations and energy. And I believe that everything in a universe vibrates and you can change your vibration um, and change your energy in that state, which you can switch a state, whatever state you're in to go to a higher state and live at a higher state mentally, spiritually, and physically. So um, meditation is, is perfect for focus. If, if you have a child that, that, that may have a hard time focusing, help them to meditate meditate is a focus meditation goes from if you have you know a hand it goes from a open hand to a closed fist it goes from a light to a laser meditation and focus is very important every single day yeah i i totally agree with that um i don't know um if you what's kind of like your meditation philosophy do you use any apps or do you just sit there silently for let's say five to twenty minutes What's your routine? So uh, sometimes I'll just I'll, I'll sit silently, um, and and I clear my mind so I don't think about anything. And that's the the toughest thing for people to do. And it took me a while to do it. Mm-hmm. Clear your mind. Where you're oh yeah, not, it takes time. Right, where, where you shut yeah. your mind down and you're not thinking about anything. Um, it's it's yeah. blank. And and when you get in this state, for me, I can feel uh, it's I, I call it the inner me. And I can feel this energy and it it surrounds me. It's difficult to explain, but it happens to me when I'm in this deep meditation state. Um, But yeah, I normally don't use um, music, but some, some days I will, Um, I'll I'll do this uh, where, where it lines up my chakras. Um, Sometimes I do something like that. Yeah. What do you do? Right on. Yeah. 
I um I actually been using the meditation app uh, Headspace okay. um, by Andy Honeycomb. I think he's British or Australian, mm-hmm. um, and he's got this super soothing voice. And um, you know, and at first, like you know, and, and like this was also when I was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast, and I started meditation. I would say beginning of 2018, um, and I've logged like. Cause it tracks all your sessions and then your, your, it streaks, it shows your streak and it's such a well-designed app that, uh, ever since I started using it, like, you know, like yourself, it took me time. It took me, I'd say a few weeks right. to get adjusted to being completely silent because right. it takes time to silence your mind, yep. right? You really got to uh, focus on that breathing. Right. So that's something I got very good at is focusing on my breathing. And it's almost like the second that nowadays, cause I've been doing it so many sessions, I think I've logged 700 sessions. Wow. But these are short. These are these are because because I'm all about consistency nowadays, right? Before, when I was younger, I was like, no, 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 all out effort, 110 percent every time. That doesn't work. That mentality um, to be truly successful and and live a life of longevity, you got to do things consistently for lesser periods of time. Yeah. It's all about intensity over uh, duration. Yeah. It's it's intensity and frequency of intensity that matters. Um, like you said, the focus and the meditation, that's how you develop your focus is just the, the Pomodoro technique, right? Breaking your hours into half hours or breaking those half hours into 15 minutes. Yep. So then you got four sessions of 15 minutes or two sessions of 30 minutes, right? Yep. And then you're doing your most, um, whatever is high in your priority list, those top two or top three things during the day. Or like that author says that you're one thing. What is your one thing you need to get done today that's going to uh, move the needle for you in your business or your relationship or whatever else? But using the Headspace app, um, I've been using it for the last little while, and I meditate for five minutes every morning. If I'm feeling really bogged down mentally, I'll do 10 minutes. I'll just sit there for 10 minutes and just focus all on the breathing. Takes takes about 30 seconds to a minute for me to kind of, um, you know, get get everything out of my head and then once it's past a minute then i'm like it's like i'm outside of myself right. it's like an out-of-body experience right. it, just like you're saying it's, it's, and it's tough to explain that to people um it's, it's one of yeah. those things that you have to experience to to really understand what we mean when you can feel that energy it's, it's like the inner you the inner me i call it you know it's it's weird There's yeah no way you can really explain yeah it's crazy it. No, yeah, and they're doing. There's a lot of larger and larger body of research coming out that's surfacing about meditation and how good it is for our brain. Because what it does for our brain is it, it is it increases the neuro, neuroplasticity in our brain. So it's continually creating new pathways in our brain that's making us smarter, have more empathy. Um, it, it does just so many good things for the brain. Um, it helps you connect more with people. Um, even even at a time where people are not connecting as much as they normally do because of the crisis that's going on. But even before this, with technology and, and how fast it's changing and evolving, uh, meditation just helps you. It brings you back to those roots of like when people just used to connect and we had no technology. That's kind of what it does. It like brings you back to the bare, bare bones and just, you know, social interaction, right? Face to face. Yeah. Take quantum computing and or quantum physics, um, which I'll add the computing part in there. But 
quantum physics say we're all connected and I'll, I'll use that to um, talk about like vibrations and everything is energy. Everything is moving. Even if it looks solid, everything actually is moving. Um, and then I'll go into explaining love. What love is to me is raising or lowering one's vibration to live through something and experience what that thing is experiencing. You can, you can experience what a tree is experiencing. You can experience what a person is experiencing. So um, in quantum computing proves all of that stuff, that string theory, that everything is connected, that you are alive and dead at the same time, that you are not just in one place, but through, through meditation, you can experience things through energy and be there physically without actually being there. Mm -hmm. no i like that yeah and then um i think you already briefly touched on it earlier there paul about the um how you got your start into technology it was after the military but did you have any you know when you're if you're in college or when you were in college um did you have any inkling for 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 how how was that technology passion built what was that what was that like aha moment where you're like oh my god like you know, I, I'm destined for this. Um, to, to be honest with you, when I, when I was probably, I'm in my 30s now. Um, mm -hmm. When I was in my, I would say 1920, maybe, probably around there. Um, I just took a computer apart, every single bit of it. Um, and then I put it all back together again. And... <sighs> Someone told me, it was like, well, you know, you did that on your own. And they asked me, like, well, have you ever done computers before? I said, no, I just did it because I just was curious. I just wanted to see what was in it and how to take it all apart. Um, and they told me that I had a gift. And from then I started looking into it. And it's just been very easy for me. Um, and when I say easy, that doesn't mean like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying like, oh, I could just rest and because I'm, I'm good. No, I work 10 times hard because I know that I do have a gift for technology. Mm -hmm. And with that gift, I choose to change lives. Um, the way I look at digital transformation is changing lives through the empowerment of empowering people with wisdom and technology. That's how I look at digital transformation. So that's, that's kind of how I got started with this. And uh, I'll tell you one more story really quick. Um, I was working in corporate America um, when I when I first got out of the military. I, I got a job in corporate America um, doing cybersecurity, like I said, and which I believe it was the most high. I, I, I call it the most high, and I you know it, it kept telling me that to quit my job, to quit my job, that my purpose was greater than this job, and I could feel it too, you mm -hmm. know, while it was telling me this, but then eventually. It told me quit my job or it's going to make a way for me to get fired. And ever since then, I've been on this path to help people, to bless people. And I'm, I'm glad I did. Things haven't been perfect, uh, especially when I first got started. It was it was tough. But I'm glad I went through that because now I'm, I'm a river of knowledge, of information. I'm a trailblazer for people that may not know about this this aspect. I, I've been I've, I've you know, I've been on the stage with billionaires, multi-millionaires, hundreds of millions of dollars, helping them, explaining to them the power of technology, how it can help their company, 
how it can transform lives. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, been to, to been in front of Microsoft, been, been in front of all these large companies doing this because my heart is in it because I've been set on a path and I have a purpose. And, you know, that my, my, my purpose is, is my gift that I, I have to give to the world. No, I really like, yeah, really well said. And uh, everyone's got their gift to share. Everyone has something that they're strong at. Some people just haven't, they just haven't witnessed it yet or they just haven't felt it yet, but they will. Um, and the best way, uh, I, from, from what I can tell as well, um, cause I'm still learning and going through the, uh, going, going through the uh, trials and tribulations. And, uh, but I can definitely tell I have this passion for technology and the more that I try different te- types of technology and experiment with different platforms, the more that that passion comes out of for technology and, uh, cause it can really change, it can really change things for people and you can build your, your entire life, your career using technology and if you don't if you don't mind me saying this your your gift is something that you are born with your gift is something that no one can ever fire you from no one can't fire you from what you were you were born with your gift is your birthright to the world no one can ever take your gift once you die that gift goes with you there will never ever be a another you there will never ever be a gift just like the way that you have it. But I'm going to break down how this works and how your your listeners can break this down to help people and understand how their gift can be brought to the world. So like I said, your gift is something that you are born with. That gift is your value. So your value is in your gift. And mm-hmm. obviously, and, and I'll tell you about value really quick. Value is not how hard you work on your job value is how hard you work on yourself that's what make people search you out that's what make people want to hire you so your value is in your gift and your gift that you are born with is in your purpose and your purpose is what you're supposed to serve to the world i like that yeah that's a good breakdown so I, I got down here, your value is in your gift. Value is not how hard you work on your job. It, the value is how hard you work on right. yourself. And then you said your purpose was which? Your, your purpose is what yes, you share with the your world? Your purpose is what you give to the world, your purpose. You have to live your purpose. Mm-hmm. So you know, and value is, is exactly what it sounds like, You know how people value you. I mean, you may be valuable as a person, but the world determines how valuable you are. And you may say, well, why do some people you know, get all this attention and why do some people, well, they're considered more valuable and that's because they're using mm-hmm. their gift that they're born with. And that gift is their purpose yeah. that they give to the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And like once people find that, or if they're trying to find it, I can say, um, keep experimenting, keep being curious, keep, um, exploring things, exploring your, your passions, because you might not know it right off the bat. It's very rare for people to know it from such a young yep. age. A lot of these, you know, billionaires and millionaires, yes, some of them learned from a young age what they wanted to do. Like, not, they weren't even 20 by the time they knew what they wanted to do, but that's rare. People, some people, it takes them until they're 40 or till they're 50 or till they're, you know, in their 30s or late 20s to figure it out. But 
the mess key message I want to tell people and the, and your audience and mine is uh, keep exploring and keep experimenting. Cause you will, you will find silver, those silver linings that will lead you to your, your destination that you want to, you want to go to. So in, until you're dead and gone, there's always more you can do. There's always a way that you can help people. No, no, for sure. There's always different ways. And um, I do have a question for you when you're uh, done with this. Oh, yeah, no, you, go, you ahead. Sure? go ahead. Ask away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have my thoughts on what success is. Um, and and I, I'll share it with your audience as well. Um, my thoughts on success is success is continuously completing goals um, for me. Mm hmm. The, the more I complete goals, the more I feel success. And that success is, is progress, I guess. But the goal is the measurement within success. That's how I measure my success as goals. And for me, so, and I'll give an example. If, and, and I guess this is, this is one of the easiest ways to measure success, um, one of the ways. It's, it's money. People may say, all right, well, um, when I get a million dollars, I'm considered successful. But if you only but get a million dollars and never keep going, that means you were successful. Success, mm -hmm. that means it's past tense. Success mm -hmm. has to be continuously completing those goals, whether they be small or large. That's how you know if you're successful or not. And you always have to have goals. And this is this is one of the reasons why people get depressed because they'll say, all right, well, I landed on the moon. Now what? You know, now life is over for me. That was my goal. Well, if you had 50 more goals beyond that, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to write the number one best book after I land on the moon. You know, I'm, I'm going to write New York Times, you know, be in New York Times somehow or be a model. You know, if you had those goals after, it keeps you occupied. It keeps you focused and not focused on just what yeah yeah no i completely agree and the way that i measure success for myself it, it used to be arriving at the destination but now it, it's it's evolved it's it's all about becoming the best success to me becoming the best the best version of myself and unlocking my full potential like and the way that i know that i've unlocked my full potential is i've gotten I'm either, I've either reached that point where I'm completely in tune and feel that I'm, that I'm um, providing immense value to people and I, ex and I exude conviction and optimism. That's good. That's good. And yeah. Yeah. So it's all, it's all about continuous growth. I never want to stop growing. Um, success is, is that growth, continuous growth mindset and, and um yeah, always having, uh, you'll always have goals if you're always That's working right. on yourself. If you're someone that always works on yourself, goals will, you're always going to want to have goals. Um, that's just the way it works. You can't, you can't right. grow and not have goals. If you're not, if you're not growing, then you're, you're not achieving goals. You're not working towards goals. You're, you're, you're yep. staying they stagnant, hand right? Hand. Yeah. You grow, you, you go after goals. That's what you do. Um, and that, that's how, that's how it works for me is just, uh, you know, how can I reach that, that peak level of maxing out my potential? Like, well, what are the things I have to do? Well, because I haven't reached, reached that point yet. All I know is for myself, I'm a very curious person. I'm very, um, 
interested in exploring, exploring different, different things and experimenting with, with different things when it comes to, um, you know, work, career and business. Um, and those things up to this point have served me really well. And I know that I, you know, I keep on that path. I know it's going to, it's going to unlock my full potential uh, whenever that, whenever, whenever I reach that point. Stay, stay curious. So, um, people used to laugh at me. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. corporate America, when I, I would tell them I'm curious about it, you know, so you know, obviously now nobody's laughing out, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they didn't yeah. understand yeah. the power of, of being curious, um, wanting more. Yeah. 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 Cause being curious helps you spread your message, right. With the world, like, like you said, like, and, if, and then finding, unlocking that potential. Um, that curiosity is what spurs tremendous action towards something because you're just, you're not sure about it yet. Well, if you're not sure about it, that's great because by exploring it further, then you'll, then you get to know, and then you'll, you'll be able to uh, put the pieces together and put the pieces of that puzzle together and slowly over time, figure it out. That's what life is, right? Or that's what our purpose is. It's, it's kind of uh, connect, like Steve Jobs said in one of his quotes, I think to Stanford college, was so, uh, sometimes you you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots uh, looking backwards. Um, because yeah, in order to see wh- how far you've come, you have to look back. Okay, what what were some of the things, the pivotal moments that I did or that I took? That's good. That's good. But yeah, it's 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 crazy stuff. And uh, technology for me is 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 going to be the catalyst for change in my life. And I know it can be the catalyst for change in a lot of other people's lives as well. And I know a lot of other people are already experiencing the fruits of their labor with utilizing technology, you know, and building that online business. So I know that, um, you know, we all, we all, we all try it out. We all look into it and great things can happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how far, you know, your, your podcast is going to go. I can tell by, you know, yeah. energy and how focused you are that this, this thing is going to really take off. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, for it's, it's, I know it's, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna take off in a big way and, you know, being, being able to interact with people like yourself that have that, you know, they, they, they want to share their message. I want this to be the medium that you can share that message on. Um, and, uh, you know, share your story and that's what, that's what this is about, right? It's everyone sharing their stories mm-hmm. together. And, 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 and gleaning those, uh, those, those golden nuggets and that wisdom to be the, become the best version of yourself. And everyone can gain value from everyone. Um, everyone's got strengths. Everyone's got wisdom that they can share. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's an honor to have you on Paul. And, uh, yeah, if there's anything else that you want to add that was on your mind or anything um, like that. Just real quick, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the business of helping people in, in digital transformation and transformation period. Um, one of the things that I would say is um, to your audience is always um, read, whether that be an audio book or a physical book. Readers are leaders. Um, Mm -hmm. Second thing I would tell your audience is always have a good mentor um, because a good mentor is going to lead you in the direction um, that they have already been down. So if you can learn something at a faster rate, I would suggest you do that. So always have a good mentor and always have a good book. Good book, yeah. And what is your process for um, reaching out 
to someone that you think would be a good mentor that you haven't necessarily met them yet? You want to get to know them? What's your process for kind of going through that? that. So I, I have plenty of people that want me to mentor them. But to, to be honest, uh, what, a, what a mentor actually looks at is, do you have um, promise in what you're doing? So if, if you don't know what way you want to go, if you're this way, that way, all confused, a mentor most likely is not going to work with you. So if you're somebody and you're gifted at something, a mentor is going to want to work with you to help you bring that gift out. So that's number one. Number two, when you approach a mentor, don't approach a mentor as what can I get from you, but what can I do for you? So approach a mentor in terms of, hey, this is what I have to offer. I can help you with this. That's going to make the mentor get back to you quicker. That's going to make the mentor want to help you even more. So those are the, the two that I have for you. Yeah, yeah. And then another question for you. If if someone um, has, you know, that, that you're curious about, you know, gaining mentorship from or just, or just um, some sort of feedback um, uh, and what you're doing, um, if uh, from, yeah, from what you said for reaching out to them and such, um, what would, what would be the best like course of action if you know exactly where you want to go, but, but, but you're not sure how to provide them with value and give back to them? Like, how would you, how would you give back to your mentor if they've kind of already achieved everything that they want to achieve and they're, they're at that elite level, how can someone that's kind of starting, just starting off, but has tremendous passion for what they're doing. They're just not sure how to give back to, to, to those people that, that have helped, you know, that are, that might be able to help them out as far as like wisdom and such. So, um, like, like I said, again, it's, it's about value. Um, do, do you, do you bring enough mm-hmm. value to the mentor? Now the mentor can have, you know, they, they can be very, what we call successful or they can have all the money in the world, but, there is when you approach someone, you have to understand that you can do something. And like I said, you're gifted at something that no one else can do as well as you. Is. So that's how I would approach right. them saying right. you can help them with this and that and just tell them, hey, I would like you to mentor me as well. But you're, you're reaching out to them, asking them what you can do for them first. You're not asking them for anything when you reach out to them. You're asking what you can do for them. I'll promise that. Right. Much. Okay. Okay. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm curious. Cause, uh, cause I know there's a, there's a, there's been a lot of people that have had on the podcast and, and definitely some of them I want to talk to further. I'm just not sure, um, how to, uh, how to reach out mm-hmm. to them about that or how, how I can be of service. Um, so that, no, that's good to know. So I could just, I'll just for, ask. Yeah. For what, a podcast, what I, for I would start with telling them you can help them get their message out because that's what they want. Yeah. Know, know what yeah. They want no, exactly. And- yeah. And that's so far that, yeah, that's what I've been saying too. And it's been yeah. working really well. Nine, t- nine times out of 10, everyone that I, that I reach out to says yes, because they want to share their story. And I'm like, here's your, it's a win-win, you know, you get to share your story to a medium that again, I don't know if you know about this, Paul, but anchor this anchor app, it distributes all these episodes of my podcast from, from my interviews that I have to all of the podcasting platforms. So wherever your audience is, if they listen on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, 
once this is released, then and, and published, then it goes on to all the platforms for That's your audience amazing. to listen to. I can't to. wait to so, share this with my audience. Yeah, yeah. And just so you know, uh, once well, yeah, once our, our episode's concluded, I'll send you a link. I'll edit the audio and I'll send you the, the audio link so you can share it with your audience. Um, and then also the uh, social media posts. I can attach that. Right, I'm, as well. I'm excited. Uh, about how long will it take for you to get this out? Um, I can get this out to you early afternoon. So it's uh, close to 1 p.m. your time. I can probably get it out within the hour. Oh, wow. Hour That's fast. Okay, great. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah super excited and uh, happy to have you on and uh and then how, how else uh can we reach you your website or social yep. media so uh i i normally like to be on linkedin the most um i i think linkedin works mm-hmm. for um a, a lot of um what what i'm trying to do so you can reach me at um www.linkedin.com slash in slash innovate tech charlotte um so okay uh, or or just look up my name paul day ceo and founder of innovate tech charlotte and i will pop up um so that's that's what I sounds like good most, so awesome well an honor to have you on paul and um, i really appreciate you sharing your story with their audience and uh i look forward to uh you know having you on uh thank you so very much soon. and you're in canada right cool i am yeah cool. that's correct that's that's cool yeah right. yeah yeah, awesome. All right. Well, you take care, Paul, and uh, look All forward right, to having thanks, you on sir. soon. I thank you all for listening to the Will to Win podcast of this special guest series. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave me a comment, like, and, and uh, subscribe to my podcast to hear more episodes like these. And also, uh, leave me a five-star review. If you enjoyed this episode, you like the content, give me a five-star review. If you liked it and then if you had some additional feedback for me let me know that as well um i always appreciate honest feedback um because i want to make sure that this uh, that the show is the best um you know best best podcast and best show for what i for what i'm uh, the message i'm trying to um, share with my audience about helping millennial professionals reach peak mental and physical performance take care